So what are the two things we are talking about here? The company leadership that is CEO and sociopaths. If we ask people what qualities they want, especially in times of turmoil in their country leaders or ask employees what makes a great CEO, they say self-confidence and charisma. We want our leaders to be bold and strong built. Someone who has a vision for creating or remaking the company or, or the country. Someone who has enough risk-taking fearlessness to execute his or her vision. Someone who is not slowed down by conventional wisdom, self-doubt or criticism. Well, that's some job description. And to be honest, they seem like a rare, they seem like a rare breed, right? I mean, most of us have moral compass. We constantly doubt our abilities. We want to win. We don't want to win by hurting others. And not all of us have that seductive charisma. But there are this selective number of people, a group defined in psychiatric term as sociopaths or narcissists. Let's unravel. And the butchery begins. Let's first find the meaning of a sociopath. See, here is the definition of a sociopath. Those with ASPD have no regards for others' rights or feeling, lack empathy and remorse for wrongdoings, and have the need to exploit and manipulate others for personal gains. Consistent behavioral pattern in sociopaths include lack of empathy for others, impulsive behavior, attempting to control others with threats and aggression, using intelligence, charm or charisma to manipulate others, not learning from their mistakes or punishment, lying for personal gain, showing a tendency to physical violence and fight, threatening to commit suicide to manipulate without intention to act. Now let me tell you some names. Travis Kalanick, Elizabeth Holmes and Adam Newman, Steve Jobs. They were the founders, CEOs, one of the most successful startups and they were fired from their jobs due to the havoc they created by their narcissistic behavior. But there are many cases of leading founders and CEOs who have say asshole-like sociopathic tendencies and yet managed to lead their companies to remarkable heights and continue to lead their companies. Bill Gates, Larry Ellison, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg or even Elon Musk. Plus, thanks to their social media and, and PR of the CEO, they were cult following and in fact, their brashness and assholedom is celebrated. I can see that with one of the jerk who was once a judge on a reality TV show. This guy threatened to get somebody killed because things did not get his way. Before I move ahead, I'm not saying here that all successful CEOs are sociopaths, assholes or all assholes can become great CEOs. This video is an exploration in my curiosity to understand the relationship between assholedom and corporate or political success. There can be no false steps now. The higher up the mountain, the more treacherous the path. You know what? Let's briefly discuss why sociopaths or narcissists are better suited for the top jobs of CEOs. So as reported in an article published in Harvard Business Reviews, and I am quoting that or paraphrasing that mostly here. Sigmund Freud divided human in three main personality types, erotic, obsessive, and narcissist. Erotics are the people for whom loving and above all being loved is most important. They become teachers, nurses, and social workers. The obsessives are inner-directed. They are self-reliant and 
have conscious they create and maintain order and make the most effective uh, operational manager as entrepreneurs obviously start businesses that express their values but they like the vision daring and charisma it takes to turn a good idea into a great one narcissist the third type are independent and not easily impressed they are the innovators driven in business to gain power and glory productive narcissists are expert in their industry but they go beyond it they also pose the critical question they want to learn everything about everything that affects the company and its products unlike erotics they want to be admired not loved and unlike obsessives they are not troubled by a punishing super ego so they are able to aggressively pursue their goal of all the personality types narcissists run the greatest risk of isolating themselves at the moment of success and because of their independence and aggressiveness they are constantly looking out for enemies sometimes degenerating into paranoia when they are under extreme stress let's see what are the advantages and disadvantages of this narcissistic characters characteristics when when it comes to leading a company let's talk about the strengths first the first strength is great vision when once asked a group of managers to define a leader a person with a vision was a typical response productive narcissists understand the vision thing particularly well because they are by nature people who see the big picture they are not analyzers who can break up the big questions into manageable problems they aren't the number crunchers either these are usually the obsessives nor do they try to extrapolate to understand the future they attempt to create it their second strength is their scores of followers narcissists have vision but that's not enough the simplest definition of a leader is someone who whom other people follow indeed narcissists are especially gifted in attracting followers and more often than not they do so through language narcissists believe that words can move mountains and that inspiring speeches can change people narcissist leaders are often skillful orators and this is one of the talent that makes them so charismatic indeed anyone who has seen narcissists perform can attest to their personal magnetism and their ability to stir enthusiasm among audiences yet this charismatic gift is more of a two way affair than most people think although it is not always obvious narcissist leaders are quite dependent on their followers they need affirmation and prefer adulation talking about one such man again let me show you something direction is a individual who really needs little introduction So please join with me now and welcome from Apple Computer Steve Jobs.
very much for that warm welcome. Another person who has a similar cult worship and is often compared with the visionary Steve Jobs is Elon Musk. Check this out. the ultimate rock stars the adulation that follows from such speeches bolsters their self confidence and conviction of the speaker but if no one is responding the narcissists usually become insecure overtly shrill that's ridiculous i'm not, I'm not doing this thing no 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 somebody's confused somebody's just not thinking i mean there's no way you guys never understood you never understood the first thing about this he's my camera's not turning on What's that? I could slide it like that. Not turn on. Here. Okay. Let's talk about their weakness now. Despite the warm feelings their charisma can evoke, narcissists are typically not comfortable with their own emotion. They listen only for the kind of information they seek. They don't learn easily from others. They don't like to teach. but prefer to indoctrinate and make speeches they dominate meetings with subordinate the result for the organization is greater internal competitiveness at the time when everyone is already under much pressure perhaps the main problem is that narcissists falls tend to become even more pronounced as he becomes more successful another cons of narcissists their sensitivity to criticism because they are extraordinarily sensitive narcissist leaders shun emotion as a whole Indeed perhaps one of the greatest paradoxes in this age of teamwork and partnering is that the best corporate leaders in the contemporary world is the type of person who is emotionally isolated narcissist leaders typically keep others at arm's length they can put up a wall of defense as thick as a pentagon and given their difficulty with knowing or acknowledging their own feelings they are uncomfortable with other people expressing theirs especially their negative feelings another con of these people are that poor listeners one serious consequence of this over sensitivity over sensitivity to criticism is that narcissist leaders often do not listen when they feel threatened or attacked one of the major drawbacks of narcissists is their lack of empathy best selling business writers today have taken up the slogan of emotional competencies the belief that successful leadership requires a strongly developed sense of empathy but although they crave empathy from others productive narcissists are not noted for being uh, particularly empathetic themselves indeed that lack of empathy is a characteristic shortcoming of of some of the most charismatic and successful narcissists including bill gates and andy crow of course leaders do need to communicate positively but a lack of empathy did not prevent some of history's greatest narcissist leaders from knowing how to communicate and inspire 
neither churchill deguile stalin normao none of them were empathetic and yet they inspired people because of their passion and their conviction at a time when people longed for certainty in fact in times of radical changes lack of empathy can actually be strength a narcissist finds it easier than other personality types to buy and sell companies to close and move facilities and to lay off employees decisions that inevitably make many people angry and sad another problem is that that they have intense desire to compete narcissist leaders are relentless and ruthless in their pursuit of victory Games are not games but tests of their survival skills. Of course, the all successful managers want to win, but narcissists are not restrained by conscience. Another flaw of narcissists is they indoctrinate the organization. The narcissist you wants all his subordinates to think the way he does about the business. Productive narcissists, people who often have a dash for obsessive personality, are good at converting people to their point of view. The road to power is paved with hypocrisy and casualties. Never regret. When we know the strengths of sociopaths, even the weaknesses, you kind of realize that you actually need these traits to succeed. I mean, trying to build a revolutionary product or company is not easy. Everyone would laugh at you or try to deter you from your path. You do need to have that kind of tunnel vision to believe in your path and work towards towards it. The kind of fuck you and immediate belief in yourself attitude is needed otherwise people will trample you. These people are incapable of second guessing themselves. That's why they either win big or lose big. There is no midway. even lack of empathy works well for them because they are not trapped by emotion or moral compass and they can get what they want lack of empathy helps them take quick and tough decisions like shutting down a division that lays off several employees or destroying a potential competition they are the thrill seekers and they are not afraid to go against the authorities courage and ability to take risks is inbuilt in them i mean what is entrepreneurship if not risk taking the products the companies that go big and beyond the competition are the ones which disrupt the market and society look at the companies like google apple facebook amazon uh, tiktok uber geo they have changed the framework of society they have changed how societies work being able to do that does need courage you need a vision and enough belief in yourself to execute whatever it takes to fulfill that vision so yeah this tells us why so many narcissistic sociopaths get to be the ceos but does that mean you have to be an asshole to be the ceo or lead your business not necessarily the names i mentioned travis kalanick elizabeth holmes adam newman steve jobs they managed to build their companies due to their sociopathic tendencies but they also brought down these same companies on the brink of bankruptcy due to the same narc behavior but jobs made it back you would say he did but i believe jobs managed to be a great ceo not because of being a jerk but despite of being a jerk see jobs was my ultimate hero but as i grew up i started having mixed feelings we all worship jobs i mean me too he is my hero 
in 20s when we read about him as much as we are impressed by his vision obsession with perfection we also get influenced by his brashness and i don't give a fuck kind of attitude or my way or highway personality i think we fall for that because it helps you look powerful maybe we don't realize it or we do we are getting influenced by that rudeness and arrogance we admire that attitude which is which i call asshole and most of us forget that he actually got fired because of that attitude because of his childish arrogance he led apple to the pinnacle after he came back to apple as a better and more mature man 10 years later though he was sometimes asshole same way but he was not delusional he built a team of competent people who stood up to him and he let them win too that's why i can't defend that guy sometimes you know so we had to realize that steve jobs achieved greatness despite of his rude attitude not because of his rude attitude and this is very beautifully said in this movie clip watch it's not binary you can be decent and gifted at the same time see i understand the fascination with this real life sociopathic characters i myself am fascinated not sociopath i mean the fiction world is full of them too these people say the things we wish we could say do the things we imagined of ourselves ourselves of doing they are not scared of breaking rules or worry about being polite they get what they want there is supposedly something cool about wearing that attitude on your collar i mean in fiction you love it in real life you can't because there are real people getting hurt by that attitude i have to give you a story here i was 24 i got the chance to run era films this was the company started in 1986 with a lasting profile in media and video production but the company at the time had kind of a trouble management i was impressed by steve jobs by then and acted like one i signed up as the ceo for era films and i behaved brashly i did streamline the structure the organization looked much better and well structured that gave boost to my sense of self importance i had got bad people out of the organization very fast but the trouble was i could not get really good people in either i could not understand it then but i was too brash and arrogant i wanted to hire talented people and rather than hearing their solution i wanted to tell them that the solution i had and i wanted them to act on them i could i really controlled the organization with tight fist and a small slip from an employee could mean that they would hear me berating left right of center in front of everyone i would just scream at anyone for not doing their job as per my expectation without realizing that my expectation was sometimes unrealistic i behaved like it was my right to blast anyone man i was an asshole and if i confronted that guy i would fucking punch him in the face i burnt out soon most probably because i realized in 2 years that i was impressed by that arrogant asshole part but i really wasn't that person i was just taking in a persona i had read about and idolized over the years when i met such people in their 20s and 30s and 40s screaming at me i would just give it back to them i had made a resolution that i would not take shit from them and you know what what the most fantastic thing 
these assholes would just shut up most of their time stunned because no one has talked back to them they don't realize that the people who they manage to scream at are the people who either work from them or want to work from them or want something from them this makes them feel godlike and they think that they can reprimand anyone but i say fuck you i don't work for you some of them can't take this and become hyperventilated screaming at you because you stood back because you give it back to them you stood up for yourself and you face this fucking police why am i renting this here because of this i see a lot of people actually celebrating and applauding some entrepreneurs who act like giant assholes especially people in their 20s on youtube i had come across some clips of shark tank where one of the judges actually misbehaved with with the contestants the pitchers and when i read the comment there were so many comments about like he is training people to go uh, be good in the real world and i'm like no he acted like an asshole when did being rude to someone and trashing them down become a business mentorship you're dressing someone down because what others is preaching does not confirm your world view of the things i don't understand this what happened to being nice to people what happened to disagreeing politely and what happened to actually being helpful and mentoring someone who you think is not ready if you don't like it pass it why the fuck are you being rude and yes i am little pissed off because i have faced such people there are few of them most of them out there are actually nice but these few people they get maximum attention because they are loud and dramatically attention seeker what i want to say here is that although the data does suggest many assholes occupying the top position please please don't take being nice as the characteristics of being weak i'll put this in the absolute number one necessary element of your success in any field because you become big or create product or companies with the help of people and when you would run out of your luck talent or money the people who will stick around you and help you stand again are not the people who think you are talented or a genius but the people who think you are nice it's a huge burden to carry on that that arrogance and self importance on your shoulder and you feel lighter and better about yourself when that when you shrug up that arrogance and it doesn't hurt to be nice but i also don't mean that be nice to this bullies when you encounter them grab them by their balls and punch them in their faces not literally though i mean it metaphorically one thing i have learned about this tantrum throwing assholes is that they are cowards they cower down when you challenge them in the end let me tell you the view of a man who leads one of the biggest corporates in the world and how he turned a stagnant large corporate in a growing exciting workplace the microsoft ceo satyanarayana i'll make a video on him so but do read more about that person he consistently insists that the main element of his success and his now corporate culture is empathy unlike the earlier two ceos bill gates and steve balmer who ruthlessly killed competition to get ahead in the game just hear him out how much he insists on empathy 
Yeah, in fact, when I look at empathy, and most people think empathy is just something that you reserve, uh, you know, uh, for your life and your family and your friends or what have you. But the reality is, I think it's an existential priority for a business. Because if you look at it, like, what is our business? Our business is to meet unmet, unarticulated needs of customers. There is no way our innovation to meet unmet, unarticulated needs is going to come about if we don't listen, not just listen to the words, but God don't go deep to understand what the needs are behind it. So I think empathy is core to innovation. Um, and life's experience, uh, if you listen and you learn from, uh, teaches you. I, I, I wouldn't claim, as I've sort of even talked about it, any innate capability of empathy that I was born with. If anything, it's life that has taught me. Uh, and if anything, my pursuit is every year is there growing sense of empathy for people around me. See, if you don't take my words that you don't have to be an asshole to lead a big company, trust this guy. Because as data suggests, he knows what he's talking This is your host VK Chaudhary. Thank you for watching this. I hope you like it. See you in the next video. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention. Thank you Erafins for providing equipments to me for making these videos. I cannot be grateful enough. Thank you Amit Jain sir. Thank you Erafins.